Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Last week we took a detour and did Warcraft, but this week we're back to discuss the return of the aliens. You don't have to wait 20 years or two decades, just two weeks. So, to discuss this movie with me, Independence Day Resurgence, I have the one and only... D O U E one H one from Xbox Live. Yes. Duehi. That's me. <laughs> he is joining me to discuss this movie once more. So, you know, let's just jump into this movie. Please. I saw it last night at ten o'clock. That's um, late showing. Late showing. Okay. Uh, it, the, when I say ten o'clock, I mean the previews might have started by ten o'clock. Oh, so really the movie didn't start till like 10.30, 10.45? Somewhere on there. Wow, midnight, it's a two-hour movie. It, I don't know if it was a full midnight or a full two-hour movie, but I mean, because when I walked in, there were trailers going on. They weren't the 3D trailers yet. I think there was one 3D trailer, and then it, the movie started. So maybe at 10 o'clock, they don't have as many ads, possibly? That would make sense. I mean, it'd be nice, but anyway. So I saw it last night, IMAX 3D. I felt like I had to see it in IMAX 3D. Because with Independence Day, throughout the years, I've always wanted to watch it on the, the best, you know, format mm-hmm. possible. You know, it was VHS for a long time, then it was DVD, now it's Blu-ray. So I usually try to watch it at the best, highest quality format I can. I mean, even though, what are you going to do? It's, an, it's a 20-year-old movie uh, that doesn't translate super well to Blu-ray, but still, you know, it's, you get it for what you are. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this one, being that same kind of ilk... I wanted to watch it in the best format possible for us here in this area. So I went and saw IMAX 3D. And let me just say, the 3D didn't do much for me in this movie. Oh, wow. I figured it would have. But, like, there were a couple of scenes where it kind of adds maybe a little bit of depth to it. But, you know, I was expecting something to, like, fly out of the screen or something, you know. But when I saw it last night, like I said, I walked in, 10 o'clock showing. There were... Three other people in the auditorium mm-hmm. for the IMAX, the premiere screen in Peoria, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Three other people at 10 o'clock on opening weekend. I was like, oh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. What don't I know? And so I walk in there, you know, sit down. I get on, you know, three rows back. I got no one in front of me. I hear no one else. It's like a private screening, so I love it. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I got a pretty good experience, honestly, by being able to just sit smack dab in the middle of the theater with my 3D glasses. I had a free popcorn and soda for Carmack Rewards. So I was like, you know what? I want to grab it. I don't drink soda much anymore. So, and I never eat popcorn, but they were actually throwing the popcorn away when I went to buy my ticket. So they were like throwing, up the, throwing away the popcorns and then I gave them my thing and they were like, oh, here you go. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> this this is fresh, isn't it? Got like, away with a cheap oh, yeah. one there, yeah. Uh-huh. They got away with that one. So, good experience because you know what? I didn't have anybody bothering me. There right. was no nobody talking, nobody kicking the back of my seat. And I just looked straight ahead, and I had the full screen ahead of me. Sound was excellent, and it was just... It was like a private screening, and I really enjoyed the presentation yeah, that I had. I do kind of miss, like, you know, if you saw it on Thursday night or uh, Friday or, you know, at a prime time, you would have had more people, like, cheering or applauding or laughing yeah. at points. But, you know... I think it played really well to me. I, I, I enjoyed my experience. So, Alex, tell me. Don't don't talk about the movie just yet, but talk sure. about your where you saw it 
the experience that you had actually in the theater and what people were acting like in the theater. Sure. So I went on Saturday night. Um, I went to the later showing at 9.30, so the movie actually started around 10. And um, the theater was busier than I thought it was going to be at that time. I thought maybe some people would go to the more like 6.30, 7.30 shows that they had. That's why I kind of wanted to go to the later showing. But I was actually surprised how many people were at that later showing. And, and you went to the same theater, right? Yeah, Carmike. Okay. I went to Carmike, yeah. Um, I didn't see it in 3D. It was just a, a standard uh, 2D showing. Um, I would have thought the 3D would have done more as well. So I'm a little disappointed to hear that I was actually planning on going back to see it in 3D. I mean, maybe it was just me, and yeah. maybe it was just I was sitting a little too close to the screen, possibly. Okay. Because we sit all the way, I mean, I sat all the way in the back. You mean you may be. no one will kick your seat. <laughs> you may be a little bit different if you sit farther up, but I love sitting just so I have, look straight ahead, don't move my head, yeah. and I just have a full screen ahead of me. Right, right. Yeah, um... People were, I mean, I, I didn't really get too much reaction out of people. I mean, we got some laughs when some jokes were said, but I didn't, I didn't get any applauding or cheering or anything like that. Um, so it was very just neutral, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what types of people were there to see it. If they had, I mean, maybe they had seen the first one. I don't know if they were super fans or not, mm-hmm. but it was busier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So that was my experience seeing it. Okay. So... Go ahead and dive into the movie. What did you think of of the way that they presented it? So obviously they open up this movie, and they have the the, the speech, the iconic speech. Perfect opening. Yeah, I, I mean playing in the background and the aliens like getting the distress call or something mm-hmm. because of it, and they're heading that direction. And you think that they're heading that direction to retaliate, but are they retaliating against the humans or are they chasing after that thing? Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of a factor his uh, President Whitworth's speech played into them. I, I think that was more for effect on the show, just to kind of rehash that iconic moment. Mm-hmm. I liked that opening, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was more about them responding to the distress signal, mm-hmm. um, in my personal opinion. Uh, but w- what did we say last week about this movie, right? If, if you go into it, for what it's supposed to be, and you go in with that expectation and that mindset, you're going to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. If you go in trying to compare it to the original, you're not going to enjoy the movie. Right. How did you go into this movie? <clears throat> exactly how it, it... The poster says, we had 20 years to prepare, so did they. It, they're all but telling the audience, this is going to be exactly the same movie 20 years later, bigger... Better special effects, better aliens. That's all I expected out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what was delivered. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it for what it was. It met my expectation. Did it exceed my expectations? No. Is it going to go down in the list of greatest movies ever made? No. But it's exactly what I was hoping it would be. That's why I went there. So for all the critics out there and all the people that are bashing this movie... Stop trying to compare it to the original because what happened, whatever they did in 96, those movies don't work anymore in 2016. Right. It, you can't compare it anymore. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it was supposed to be. I heard rumors that this was going to be a, a sequel and a three-part trilogy. That evidently is going to be the case as we gather from the ending that we'll go into and talk about. But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. The whole time I'm sitting there, I'm not thinking too hard about it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing. I'm enjoying seeing the characters again. I'm enjoying seeing the the aliens. The new special effects were awesome. I thought. I mean, what do you think? So, like you said, you know, I went in with the expectation of this is a sequel to a 1996 movie that I really love, pretty much. I mean, Independence Day is one of those movies that I could just watch over and over again. Right. And it's iconic. You know, it's it is a quintessential defining movie of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a, <laughs> a good sequel. I mean, it's it's not the the Dark Knight to Batman Begins by no. any stretch of the imagination. It is a hey, we have a lot more we have a lot more tools in our toolkit mm-hmm. to to make special effects, um, to you know make things bigger. And what do they do? They they make a huge ship that comes in, and that's basically all it is. That ship and a detachable like mothership kind of thing. But <clears throat> I was kind of surprised <clears throat> that they didn't have more than one big ship, and. I was kind of just waiting for something else to come, you know, the whole time I was just mm-hmm. waiting for something else to come. But I was I was enjoying the entire time. I, I thought it was kind of interesting how they played in, you know, President Whitmore kind of being the old crazy guy because of his exposure. Um, it was really weird, though, with uh, the other, the crazy doctor guy. Oh, yeah. Because like, <laughs> after we watched the last one, we were both like, oh, he's dead, right? He's just laying there. They even took his pulse. I mean, I mean, I guess he was alive, just in a coma. President Maybe. Whitmore came out of his coma pretty, pretty fast. Or well, he was never really in a coma. No, I, at the in during this movie. Oh he yeah, he was taken it. He was manipulated by the alien the exact same way. I mean, mm-hmm. he voluntarily did it, albeit. But I mean, he came out of his coma very, very quickly. Whereas, whatever happened to you know, I'm gonna call him Data because <laughs> I don't remember his name. Whatever happened to Data took twenty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, so. Was he wearing the same outfit, by the way? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. That's funny. I mean, there was a part where he wasn't wearing anything, uh-huh. uh, but... <laughs> this movie was, you know, like you said, the the critics came out and they were... Some of them were like, it's okay, but, I mean, whatever type thing. Like, that. Metacritic, or not Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, when I looked at it last night, before I went, it was 39%. And I looked at it, and I was like, I texted you, and I was like, hey, have you seen it yet? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was like, okay, heart isn't sinking quite as much. Yeah. So I went in there, you know, low expectations, but right. came out enjoying it. It's it's not a movie, like you said, that's going to be on my top list of movies you must see of this year even. Right. But I appreciate what they did. Yeah. They're, they're building this new cast, so it's all about, we'll get into the, the story a little bit now, the... The older cast, Will Smith's character died in in some test flight somewhere. Yeah, he went on to be like a NASA pilot, and he was test uh, driving one of the alien ships, I think they said, and a, and it crashed. Yeah. So he's dead, but we have his, his wife, or... Yeah, they, they got married in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in this movie. She's a doctor. Yeah. So Quite in, the good story for her, right? Yeah. Started I mean, out as, you know, an exotic dancer, ended uh-huh. up as a doctor. That's Yeah, a, a pediatrician looked like he even. Yeah. So, so, but she dies. Yeah. I didn't feel the effect of her death very much, honestly. No, and I think that's a that's a testament to the poor acting of the, the son. Of the son or just, you know, not much character building. I mean, even though we saw the movie and we kind of understand the struggle that they went through. Yeah. When I first saw her, she was, like, dressed up in a suit. I thought she was working for the government. 
Yeah. But later on, she's in scrubs and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you see her as a doctor, right? You see her helping people, and she helps the lady with the baby get on, and then you see her fall. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not really much acting you can do on her part at that point. It all goes to the, the, the son that's watching it happen, I, mm-hmm. and he just didn't deliver that that emotional impact for me. Yeah. And I, like I said, this it just it felt like I should have had some sort of reaction to that moment with mm-hmm. you know the, the son watching his mother die, but I just didn't have anything. Right. The other case was, I actually had more effect for this one, and I just met these characters, the two Chinese characters, the the uncle and yeah. the, the niece. The niece, yeah. She she watches, and that's probably because of her acting. Her acting, like, you could see it in yep. her face and everything. She was devastated because Absolutely. of what happened. I felt more for that death than I did for this mother's death. And we've seen the mother before in a different movie. Yeah. So Yeah, she's a returning character, and this guy's brand new. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even speak our language. Yeah. What's that say? I mean... Yeah, th- this movie definitely didn't have the emotional impact that the first one did, right? That was one thing that was uh, that was lacking. It, yeah, it could have been bigger with the 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 music behind it, the the, the you know facial expressions, the tears, the the emotions mm-hmm. could have been much better. I as speaking of emotions too. Later on, you know, President Whitmore was his name. I think it was Bill yep. pa- Bill Pax or Bill Pullman's character. Yep. He um, he goes and he f- flies again. You know, yeah. he puts on the suit and flies again. And well, everybody just jumps back in, right? Uh-huh. I mean, Data's been asleep for 20 years. He jumps back in. Uh-huh. I mean, unknown to all the new technology that's come on the last two decades, Whitmore's been crazy medded guy, right? And I'm going to fly a plane. <laughs> all right, so a couple plot holes. How does he know how to fly that new technology? Because it can't be the same as before. No way. 20 years later, no way. And how does he know the override codes for that Area 51 base? Mm-hmm. I mean, did they not change them in the 20 years, or did they not upgrade their technology or anything? Well, Why is it still a data code? Why isn't it like a handprint like everything else was? Yeah. Yeah. There are plot holes, right? And, again, if you, if you just sit there and enjoy it on a very basic level, it, you don't have to pick it apart. No, no, no. I'm just... Like... You know, I mean, you could say it about a lot of things in the movie, um, but I don't know. There's something about this movie. I just enjoyed watching it from mm-hmm. start to finish. It, it, and it, it says that it's a lot two of characters. hours exactly, and I think they did a good job bringing the old characters back in with the direction that they went with all of them. I feel like they ushered in new characters really well because you have to appreciate the fact that it is 20 years later. These new characters, the old characters that were in their prime in '96, are not as big a factor as. You know, just like in Star Wars. They're not mm-hmm. a big factors there, no. But the new characters they brought in are no names. Except well, for Liam. Liam, Liam I thought, one. did a good job. He was that sassy character that Will Smith was. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there were a couple moments. I, I don't particularly appreciate Liam Hemsworth in other things that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But there were moments that he genuinely made me laugh. Um, just the way that he said things, that some of the things that he did, I enjoyed it. And his friend, I thought, was pretty comical, too. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have a problem with any of them. So we're going back a little bit to the acting. You know, the the loss of another parent, which was Whitmore at the end, sacrificing himself to take down the mothership. Mm-hmm. And the reaction that you get from the daughter there, she's a good actor too Very. with her face. Yeah, I agree. You could tell, like, you know, the distraught emotional thing, and she was actually really good. Like the the boy who ever played Dylan just didn't cut it for me. No. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he was he should have being Will Smith's son and the the person that he was as 
far as like the renowned pilot son of the American hero, he should have played a bigger role. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of got pushed aside because Liam did better, the girl did better, and Jeff Goldblum always steals the scenes with his humor when he's in a scene. Uh-huh. Um, he just kind of got pushed to the back burner. So I think that was kind of a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so acting and casting aside, you kind of look at comparing this this movie to the 96 film, mm-hmm. and you have the big cast of characters. You kind of have the similar thing here. So with the uh, the crop dusting family, mm-hmm. they kind of are that the, the three kids that pick up Jeff Goldblum's dad. Right. That's kind of, that reminds me of them. And then everybody else kind of has their analog from the other movie. So what do you think of the storytelling and the way they they told the story? Because it was, honestly, I mean, I wasn't checking my watch at all. They went by pretty quickly. It was good paced. Yeah. There was no lulls that I really saw. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, the aliens come within the first, like, Again, 10 minutes, yeah, 15 it starts minutes. really quick, just like it did Independence Day, the mm-hmm. first one. It's, it, I thought it was paced really well too. I, um, I, I thought they did a good job. I mean, it starts, it starts with the different stories. You know, it goes from this person to this person to this person. It kind of culminates when the ship starts to arrive again. I think they showed scenes of the good images of the rebuilt world mm-hmm. um of the earth space defense program um mm-hmm. what they're trying to do i mean we're not going to go out and seek these aliens i mean we, we don't even know where to look mm-hmm. uh, we, we don't know what kind of technology they would have once we got out there it's not like we're going to be proactive about the situation until we have some kind of you know information or you know technology that we do end up acquiring through the course of this movie everything is completely logical at that point mm-hmm um, and I think considering what happened in 96, it was logical when that drone or that, that probe showed up to, to shoot it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it nothing bothered me. I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. And then, you know, things, I love how in these movies things go inexplicably wrong. Like, it's just like one thing after another. It's like, how could this get any worse? Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you feel like there's not a way out. And that's the the scary part about an alien invasion. So they do a really good job of capturing that, both in this movie and in the first one. Um, I don't have a problem with anything in the story, really. I mean, I pick apart plot holes all day, but pick a movie that I can't. What did you think about, and I was surprised he's still alive, honestly, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad. Being like the guy's like, I saved the world. That's when I had the idea. That was actually pretty funny little scene. Yeah, he's telling it to like a like a nursing home or mm-hmm. something that he's in. I mean, he he does a good job. I, I think the the bus at the very end when they were driving through like the Queen was a little unrealistic. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, but it was funny. Like when you know Jeff is waving his the bus over. He's like, who's this idiot? And he's uh-huh. like, Dad. Like, <laughs> that's funny. You know yeah, what I mean? It's there a were good little moments joke. like that. Exactly. I I don't have a problem with it at all. The um, the thing that this movie missed for me just a little bit is in the first movie, when the aliens attacked and they blew up like the White House, they blew up the the building in L.A. Mm-hmm. and in uh, New York. You didn't really have that impactful moment when the the alien ship came. Yeah, it was kind of blowing some stuff up along the way, and but it was kind of all just like generalization stuff. Like you saw. Uh, I think it was Big Ben or something out in mm-hmm. in London, um, and just some other random things ar- across the world that you saw, but there was nothing like super super iconic that stood out to me. And maybe that's just because I'm an American and I don't really understand a lot of iconic things that are outside of the states, other than like you know the right. Seven Wonders, pretty much. So I'm wondering if 
if you felt the same way, like, did you get the impact of the White House blowing up or anything like that, like you had in the first movie? No, no. I mean, you don't you don't get that impact, but it's a different kind of attack, I guess, this time around, right? They're the, just drilling. They're, the they're targeting the core, and they go. Which, maybe, why didn't they just do that the first time? Just target the core. Yeah, I, it, maybe it's some kind of a process, right? The first time they came in, they didn't know about Earth at all, so they attack some of the more populated landmarks, right? They have all these different motherships. This one was strictly just, okay, enough, we're just going to go, we want to drill, right? So it didn't have that, I mean, I guess that emotional impact would be when that ship is, you know, starting to hover and it has its own gravitational pull, it's right. pulling all those things up, that's the impact. Did it's you not, get a Man of Steel vibe? A little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. <laughs> but I think that was supposed to be that moment. It wasn't targeted at individual uh, landmarks like it was in the first one, but it's a different kind of attack, so right. it didn't bother me as much, I mean... I don't know if it was ever explained why they picked that specific spot to to drill. Maybe it was the easiest. It's because that's get... where they started in Man of Steel. They just want to continue that location. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> that explains it. All right, perfect. Well, I mean, it could be because, like, I don't know which, which sea that it was in, but it could be that that was the lowest point on the Earth, and yeah. so they just started drilling there. Yeah. But with this movie, there was a lot of stuff that they did really well. And one of the things was, like, the visuals. Yeah. They they really amped up their game with the visuals. And obviously, with 20 years between the last movie and this one, they're going to have better visuals. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that kind of was an off step for me, and this is just, I, this is just me saying this. It's not a really big critique. It's just, for me, I don't like the way that the, the blasters or the lasers from, like, the spaceship or the the uh, human ships sounded. They just sounded, like, a little too weak. Okay. I would have... Because, like, you know, if you play a game and you have, like, blasters, mm-hmm. like, from Star Wars, those sound right. Right. I feel like they should have sounded a little bit heavier. You know what I mean? But they sure. just they, they just didn't sound... It's, they sounded like the um, when a blaster in Star Wars would hit a, a, a shield, like in Episode One, Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's just kind of like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Like, you got to have more, more than this. It was... It just didn't feel, didn't sound Because, right. I mean, once those are activated, right, because you're, you're assuming that because all the ships are ground except for that one that actually landed in mm-hmm. Africa, they were the only people that could use those guns, you know, correct? They'd be the only ones that would, well, you could maybe find some in a, in a blown up ship somewhere, maybe possibly too. But don't, I mean, don't they have to be within a certain distance of an active well, ship? that's the question, right? Because the ships started lighting up because they were getting close, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. started... You know, Whitmore started having his thing, and uh, the aliens started celebrating when they felt come close. It felt like they have a they had a lot of them on hand, ready to go. I wonder well, if they maybe just made their own. Like they 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 took one and they utilized whatever technology possibly. was in there. Possibly. Okay. So technology aside, let's talk about something sure. that we saw new this time, which was the aliens with blasters on the offensive, trying to find people and shooting people in a. Let's call it a space cornfield. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you think of that? And then later on, when when the huge queen has her own huge gun and is kind of rolling around. <clears throat> Look, uh, everybody can interpret an alien invasion or an alien species a different way, right? Because mm-hmm. we honestly don't know. That's that's the brilliance of it, right? This is interpreted in a way that their ship is their world. It's like their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a moving, living world. 
and you know they they had to build off of what they showed in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why the aliens probably looked the way that they did. They kind of look like praying mantises. They all have like little like beards going on in this one too, a little bit that I didn't notice in the first movie. Yeah, and and they're like and they're battle ready, right? Because the real alien part of them, the real body part of them, is very frail, right? And it's in like, a, the like an armor shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they're that's just an interpretation. I. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, and theoretically, they, you know, like an insect or something, they would be centered around a queen. Mm-hmm. That's that's typical, mm-hmm. right? You know, who yeah. knows? <laughs> I mean, I thought that all Who's worked really different? well. So, I mean, it, it's fine. And they, and they had to have some big bad, you know, to, to, to get Climactic. beyond the ship, right? right? Because then they take down the ship, they're like, ha-ha, I think it's over. you got to escalate it, because in the last movie, taking the ship was enough. In this movie, obviously, it's not enough. You have to have something else. Yeah, and in they, they said that there was a Harvester Queen in the previous one. But, but then the alien ship said no. I, I don't think that was the case. So, I mean, they're trying to escalate it in the, sen- in the sense that, like, they sent all those motherships out there to kind of probe the earth and to start an invasion mm-hmm. without destroying the planet they got taken down and then the queen's like okay i'm just gonna go myself we're gonna actually send a harvester queen there just suck the planet up the core and just be done with it and move on mm-hmm. so like who's to say different lately you know what i mean i don't uh-huh. have a problem with it it's it's fine it's an interpretation yeah it's, it's whatever so i did like i mean i don't know if you like this very much or not but when they were in the salt flats you know, and the ship crashed. Mm-hmm. Whitmore took down the the queen's ship, and then the queen pops out. I thought that was kind of cool to have that alien kind of coming out of there, and then yeah. they have to take down the shield, and they have to take down the shell and take her out eventually. Yeah, because they didn't say too much about the shields on the ships at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We see it move the asteroids when it's coming in, but after that, I mean, we didn't really get, like, it, that was a big plot, you know, Right. In the first one, because they think how they... to get around their shields. We give it a cold, a virus, whatever. That was a big thing. Not so much this time. So I think in the 20 years that they had to prepare, they had weapons that would, you know, damage the shields at least this time. Yeah. So I think they were too worried about them because they said they took drones in to take down the shields. Mm-hmm. So they were probably just, you know, specialized explosives or an attack on the shield directly. Mm-hmm. And you see the aliens have learned too because, I mean, when, when they go to uh, attack the ships that flew into the base she baits them yeah and right? that was really cool and they put those little trackers on the, the little shields yeah uh-huh. to, to you know secure the shield over the explosion mm-hmm. right on the rockets underneath the the plane so they've learned too i just thought it was really intuitive you know what i mean, mm-hmm. I mean you got to assume that they're just as smart as us mm-hmm. or smarter they have the technology for it so why not yeah um I thought it was good. It's just those little things like that. It's really, it's a struggle back and forth. You know, you don't know what the other species knows. The aliens underestimate us every single time because we're awesome. And What do you think of this intergalactic war between this AI, you know, sentient AI species, who this, this orb is the last one, I guess, mm-hmm. and then the locust species, we'll call them. Okay, so... Here, I okay again. Everybody, it's open to interpretation. Right? Everybody can interpret. I'm just it. waiting for the Guardians of the Galaxy it. to show up like, at some point. Okay, I don't want it to get too far fetched, but okay, let's let's pretend for a minute that there is another species out there because there probably is. They come to our world and they try to exterminate us. We're not, to some extent, going to just sit around and wait for the next attack. 
you know, at some point it has to escalate to the point that we have to find out about them and, you know, go and be proactive about the situation to defend our planet, our species, our existence. And that's where I think they just want to move the the trilogy along Mm -hmm. to get to that point. I don't know what kind of species this other, you know, AI is that we're aligning with. If it, 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 they well, said let's they, call him the Geth. The the what? The Geth. The Geth. Let's call him the Geth from Mass Effect. My okay. Mass Effect fans will understand that. Okay, the Geth. Okay, their species, whatever that Geth species was, is now a virtual mm-hmm. species. That's what it says. But it says that it helped other species planets right. before, and they're housed in this one little world. So that would mean Independence Day three. They gotta stop calling them Independence Day at this point. Mm-hmm. But they, you have to assume that if they go for a sequel from here, you get these introductions to these other species. Yep. And you go for this, you know, new species, mount to the offensive. new worlds. Yeah, and it's gonna be. A and they're gonna lose in space. And there'll be a fourth movie where oh. they win. Okay. Well, that, then there'll be a wanna... fifth movie when they retaliate because there was a cell that was. <laughs> Like I said, I don't Planet want it to get too far fetched. I don't want it to get too far fetched. But if, if they want to plan on making a third movie, they had to escalate it beyond. Okay, well they're just going to come back and do the same thing again. They had to escalate it beyond. So I don't have a problem with them going that direction. Maybe they never come out with a sequel. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just... I'm fine with the way it ended. Yeah. I mean it's it's closed, but I mean you could see how they can do it. I mean Independence Day ended one you know finite thing. They were closed exactly. But yeah, I mean there's always that. Well, you know we stopped them the first time, but I mean what? Who's to stop them from coming back? Do we kill every single alien? Probably not. Starship Troopers is the evo- evolution of Independence Day. I think. You think? Okay. <laughs> so President Whitmore. Not President Whitmore anymore. Gave a little moving speech again in this movie. Mm-hmm. Inspired some young lads that were standing around. Yep. And that was a good little speech right there. It was it was okay. It wasn't as good as the Independence Day speech in 96. You can't top I mean... that. But then the other newly, you know, appointed president, because everybody else just died, like, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, gets, he gets sworn in, and then shortly after he gives his speech, I didn't... His was pretty blind. It didn't impact me the way that uh, Whitmore did. And maybe they should have just cut out that new president's speech and just focused on Whitmore making it because mm-hmm. that's just the type of person that he is. And it maybe would have been more, uh, you know, made it bigger and it would have been more impactful. Again, I'm not going to compare it to the first one because I, I wouldn't try to top it. I, I think this was just simply, this is the the same movie again bigger better whatever and they tried to recapture you know certain aspects of the first movie in this one you know what i mean by certain things that the characters did or even just you know him using the the alien using him to talk again they they wanted to recapture the same moments over again it's 20 years later mm-hmm. it's a remake it, you know it's a remake that's progressing the story a little bit i don't have a problem with it i don't know why everybody's so up in arms over this movie and i think a lot of people, a lot of critics pushed people away from this movie when they came out with all these bad reviews, you know, before that Thursday night premiere. And it's just really sad because I hope it doesn't deter people from going to see this movie because it's a really good alien invasion movie. Right. You know what I mean? So, and and, and look, it, it had a $165 million budget. I'm going to talk money real quick. Okay. $165 million budget. Right, only forty something million was done here in the United States domestically. 
but another hundred million was done worldwide. So they almost made back their their budget opening weekend. That's not a failure. I think that's a success. That's good. I definitely think that with the Chinese aspect, they were definitely aiming for the China market too in this. But that's fine. Pacific no, no, no. Rim made a ton of money exactly. that way. Well, so did sort of Warcraft. Warcraft made a ton of money. It's the most I successful bet. movie. It's the most successful video game movie because of China. Um, so in this movie, you can definitely tell that with the inclusion of that Chinese pilot that was a central character and you know the, the little Chinese thing that happened mm-hmm. there, that well, they what were does that doing say that. about America, though? What does that say about how much these critics are influencing? For a movie named Independence Day. Yeah, what? It, but is is that a is that the the are that the critics? Are they deterring people from that? I mean, do people just read reviews and then say, okay, well, I don't want to spend my money on that, right? Because I got a really better review. So here's here's a little breakdown for you. It evidently hasn't opened yet in China. So. Oh wow! So that hundred million is despite China. Despite China, so the the most. Right now is seven point two million from South Korea. That's got to be a ton for South Korea. Yeah, that's got to be a, like a massive, huge success in South Korea. And then the next one below that is Australia with three point six million. Okay. And then obviously the North America has the forty one. It's not a failure. It's not the big success that they were probably wanting it to be. And I guess that's probably like you say, it's the critics that say that. But you know what? Like any movie, you just go judge it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what critics say. I mean, don't listen to our podcast before you see the movie. Like, listen, oh, definitely not. watch your yeah. movie, and then listen to us and see what you think about what we thought and if we had the same kind of ideas and opinions, right? But if you're not interested in seeing a movie, then maybe Alex and I talk about it, and it's like, well, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. I mean, the, you can see all these critic numbers and stuff, but, you know, I saw one critic, like, the, the summary was big, dumb, fun. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's okay, pretty, that's pretty accurate. Big and fun. I'm in. That, right. <laughs> it's pretty accurate, though, right? I mean, it, this movie, yeah, you can look at the writing. You can find plot holes, and you can see that. But it is big, and it is fun. And that's what you want in a movie, right? Especially a summer, quote-unquote, blockbuster-type movie. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of those things from this movie. And you know what? I enjoyed this movie, and I would recommend it to anybody that wants to go see an alien movie. I mean, the last alien movie we got was... I'm not going to say, because... You need to go watch that movie. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where you you know what to expect going in, and you're not going to find yourself hating yourself for spending whatever it was on the ticket and the time to go see it. At least I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. If you liked the 96 movie at all, you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a newer, like, let's say you're let's say you're 19 years old and you never were around during 96 or things like that, and it just didn't have an impact for you. Yeah, it might just be an okay movie at this point if you have no, if you're not beholden at all of the source material. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's a good movie, and I think that it's it's worth seeing in the theaters. I, I'll I'll watch it again in home. I don't feel the need to go to the theater to watch it again, which generally is a, a good barometer for how to you know gauge movies. But I mean, honestly, I want to see this movie so much that I went on a Sunday night at ten o'clock. It was the first availability I had to see this mm-hmm. movie. And I still wanted to go see it. Yeah. And I had and you know what? a good I want time. to see this movie again. And it, it, there's nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it again. Now, I, because you said that it didn't add too much depth, to the, you know, right. it's not worth that if it doesn't. Like, if you were like, oh, it's really cool, I'm, you know, maybe. But it wouldn't have, did, any review 
would even if we didn't have to podcast about nothing, mm-hmm. I would have gone to see this movie. Yeah. Either way, and it's a good fun time at the theater. And you can't say that about a lot of movies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of movies want to make it too dark and serious and, oh, the yeah. aliens are coming to get us and this and that and we're going to die. This is, you know, it, it's a good feel-good movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it speaks to the way, you know, the world united as one against this yep. alien threat, right? And you see that united human front. There's no wars there hasn't been any wars among humans ever since the alien war because there's bigger threats now there's bigger things to focus on mm-hmm. and this movie is just you know about humanity coming together and it's a, you know in a way it's a feel good movie right it's a good reminder of you know how we need to act as a, a species we're yeah. all the same species we're all humans you right. know we're not all against each other it's it's good Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Go yeah. see it. <laughs> it's a good movie. And I you know, I can't say enough if if you're dep- depressed about things in the news or anything, this is a good couple hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Just go see this movie. Be reminded that there's capacity for goodness within people. And go about and your day. It's different, right? It's different than all the other superhero movies that's been right. coming out. It's that same genre, like blockbuster type feel. But not related around a, a superhero. And mm-hmm. it's why it's different, because you don't get a lot of these types of movies anymore. It's either superheroes or animated mm-hmm. movies, you know, like kid, Disney movies, things like that. This is a nice in-between, like, this is perfect. I mm-hmm. love it. They need to make more of these movies, uh, like, th- you know, thriller-type, uh, even disaster movies. Exactly. Maybe not that much. <laughs> Well, any final thoughts about this movie? I think we pretty much just did our final thoughts without form- formally saying it. But I, No, I mean, this is everything that, you know, we talked about last week. It's everything. It met my expectations. It's a good watch. Yeah. Uh, don't let any of the reviews steer you differently. I'm different. You're different. Go be the judge yourself. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has different thoughts and opinions. Movies are called movies because they move you to an opinion or to an emotion one way or another. Um, they... They either move you to laugh, move you to cry, move you to, you know, inspire you to do something. Mm-hmm. My so, wife enjoyed this movie. My wife. My wife enjoyed this movie. Like, she does, you know what I mean? I can't imagine her sitting, just like it was the first first time. It's like, oh, what's it about? Aliens invading Earth. Mm-hmm. But she liked Independence Day, and she loved Resurgence. You know what I mean? It's, it's a good, it appeals to a lot of people. So if you haven't watched it yet, and if this podcast has changed your mind at all, hopefully, go go check it out. It's actually a pretty good movie. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with something else. I don't have my schedule in front of me, so I'm not sure. But we'll be back with something else soon. I thought I knew what it was, but I don't. Yeah. I lied. <laughs> It'll be a surprise. Yeah, we're It'll show up on your feed and be like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Because we've done Warcraft now. We've done... Armageddon! I think I had to take Armageddon off. That's too bad. That's a good movie, too. It is a good movie. If I can put it back, I'll put it back. Because that's one of my favorites as well. But we'll be back with another episode next week. Uh, You can find Alex on Twitter at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Same on Xbox Live. You can find me on Twitter at Sith Nightmare. And you can find the show at Entertaining Pod. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you thought of Independence Day. If you agree with the critics' reviews or if you... If you're more like us and you enjoyed it and you just want to, you you, enjoy, you appreciate these types of movies, uh, shoot us an email for a long form answer. That's entertaining at gmail.com. That will do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. 
Do not go quietly into that good night. Do not vanish without a fight. We're gonna live on. We're gonna endure. We're gonna be entertained.